Let's spell a song so you can sing along with my special guest star two. You like to sing and dance, and this podcast by chance explores musicals for you. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Life's But a Song, a podcast that likes to live in the land of musicals. I'm your host, John, and with me today is one of the three hosts of the podcast Glee Boot. It's Cullen Callahan, everyone. Hello. Happy to be here. Um, You picked a good season of Glee. It's the best season of Glee. And the moment you hit record, my nose is like, you have to sneeze. So just one second. (laughs) No, do I not? Do I not? Okay, now I don't. Oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, But yeah, it is the best season of Glee. That is what I stand by. I've seen a lot of Glee. I haven't seen the whole thing yet because we're watching it all together on my podcast. Um, But at the end of season two, I was like, I'm pretty sure this is the best season. Yeah. I'm going to argue season like seasons one through three as like a package. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, seasons one through three are like one show. And then seasons four, five, and six are like a different nope. show. Nope. Nope. I'm going to stop you right there. Cause you haven't watched season six yet. So four and five is a different series. And then six is its entire, entire different show okay. in itself. Just yeah. you wait, Henry Iggins. But <laughs> we're here. We're only here to talk about Glee season two. It was created by the Unholy Trinity, which is Ryan Murphy, Brad Falchuk, and Ian Brennan. Ryan Murphy acted as showrunner this season. Still, uh, PJ Bloom was music supervisor. Usually I list who wrote the music and lyrics, but it would take forever because there's like 3,000 <laughs> <America>. songs. <laughs> Half of the music industry. <laughs> yeah. Well, pause on that for a second. Uh, the first episode of season two aired September 21st, 2010. Last episode played may 24th 2011 and i was trying to like think of a nice like one sentence like a few sentence things to recap this season a lot happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) so basically they're renewed for season two and the writers were like what worked in season one let's explore more of that in season two which they did and they have a new rival with the Warblers, an all-male uh, acapella boys choir. And, um, you know, they introduce new characters, new characters, Sam. We get Sam Evans. We get Sam, we get Blaine Anderson. Well, Blaine is a Warbler. We don't care about him right now. Uh, <laughs> well, we we do, we don't. We'll get to, we'll get to Blaine. But um, yeah, and then basically this season, everyone's hooking up with each other. Yes, and this is before the Glee project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So this happened, and then did the so. Ref, do you how what the Glee project happened before season three? Yeah, in between seasons two and three. Right. Okay. Yeah, and I think the Glee project made the show worse because suddenly they had these characters that just came on and like. They would come and go without like them ever being explained like where they are, what they're doing, and they just uh, never meshed with the cast very well. And but that's we're not why on season three. That's season three. That's season three. <laughs> but that's one of the reasons why season two is the best because I think season one they're still finding their rhythm and it's still very much about will and no one wants that. And true season... and 
And this season, Will sleeps with every adult woman, basically, it seems like. Yes. Yeah. Except for Carol. Carol's the only one he doesn't sleep with. Thank God. She has better standards. (laughs) She and Bert get married. Yeah. Um, So, like, Will... Yeah, there's less Will, and it's more about the kids, and it's more of that kind of weird goofiness. And then, uh, so it's like the peak of that before it gets like, Glee becomes kind of like a serpent eating its own tail kind of thing. Yes. This season also begets a little meta, a little self-referential, where before, is it before sectionals, I believe, uh, Emma, yeah, sectionals, because regionals is the original song, which we will mm-hmm. get to. Yeah. Uh, but before sectionals, Emma kind of reads Will a little bit. And it's like, what are you going to do? You're going to have a power ballad by Rachel. Mercedes is going to sing like the belty note and the group number and blah, blah, blah. And so they did something a little different uh, where they finally highlighted my love, Naya Rivera. Mm-hmm. Hannah Lopez. They highlighted other talent, and then the show is like, oh my gosh, that was too much. We need to go back. It, can, it has to be the Lee Michelle show again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thing. But like, we get we get that moment with a uh, Valerie. Yeah, and then it, now now we know what we're missing, and we're like, we want more of that. This please, oh, we want more. And of they're that. like, mm, maybe Lee Michelle covering a Paramore song. <laughs> like that's not what we asked for. Uh, yeah, yeah. The show really. Like they they did try to, you know, expand. Like Santana got a bigger character this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Britney had a whole fucking episode. Mm-hmm. We get Britney, Britney, iconic, iconic, where they sing all Britney Spears songs, mm-hmm. and Britney S. Pierce. <laughs> yeah. That monologue where she's like, where she talks about how she's been. It haunted by the by Britney Spears <laughs> gets me every it's so time. So good. Well, and Britney Spears herself appears. Legend, legend, yeah. and thank God she's free now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Glee has some messiness when it comes to talking about Britney later. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So they did not help her. So she got free in spite of Glee. So damn it, Ryan yeah. Murphy, why didn't you help her out? Yeah, exactly, Ryan Murphy. Uh, but like Britney Britney is like one of the few themed episodes this season. Like they they, they had a few because they had the Fleetwood Mac episode, rumors. The, rumors, yeah. And then they had other ones that were like Grilled Cheeses, where they went with oh, more like the spiritual songs, quote unquote. Um Papa, they had can you hear me. Yeah. <laughs> they had their first uh, Christmas episode. Which mm-hmm. became like this. This season is very important because it was it started things that would reappear in later seasons. For instance, the first musical, um, the mm. the dance, the Christmas, the um, I mean, we always had the competition episodes, but now they're like, "Ooh, we're gonna do a Super Bowl episode." <laughs> Oh yeah, when they suddenly have an episode about football when they would not be playing football in the Midwest uh, anymore or really anywhere in North America. Uh, yeah. Were they... I, it's like a fall episode. It's even kind of Halloween-y, but it came out in February. Yes. Yes, yeah, it was. It was. It was. And then a few weeks later, they had, uh, what is their name? Clayne? 
Clayton, is that their ship name? Yes. Currently. I like to go with Blurt. Blurt is what we use on Glee Boot. Okay, so Blurt, a few weeks yeah. after this episode, they, they're the first, they, they had their first kiss. The and... first gay kiss in history, actually. Um, no. Yeah. No, Will Glee... and Grace... Glee Grace actually invented being gay. Uh, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I yeah. Forgot. It did not exist in Greece and Rome. Achilles was straight. Shakespeare was straight. <laughs> Kurt invented being gay. He was like, I'm trying something new, guys. He and his little hippopotamus brooch. <laughs> the hippopotamus brooch. It's I don't know if that's this season or first season I one. I don't remember like... when he wears hippopotamus brooch. I know when he graduates, he wears a beetle brooch. Which is very similar to Cheryl Blossom's spider brooch. Listen, listen, we're not here to talk about Riverdale because I will be here for three hours <laughs> more <laughs> just talking about Riverdale. Uh, so at, we have a bunch of like cameos and new characters. We've already mentioned Sam, who mm-hmm. he takes over as the quarterback at the beginning of the season. Yeah. And then Finn wins it back at some point. I, so I'm doing this. Finn wins it back during grilled cheeses because he wishes or he like prays to get it back. And Sam gets injured and he thinks it's his fault. And Emma is like, you did not make God do this. Grilled cheeses. My God. That that was an episode. Mm-hmm. Like this is also um, this is such a good season where when they're when they're clunkers, they're like clunker. Yeah. Like like grilled cheeses was just like a what episode? It was like uh, Chris Colfer wants an Emmy. Yes, uh, yes. You know, gay people are obviously not religious. Like very much leaning into that stereotype. And oh. uh, Sue isn't religious, but Emma suddenly very is. And then Finn thinks he can talk to God, but his stepdad is in the hospital and he doesn't pray to help his stepdad. He doesn't know, right? That was the whole point, too. Yeah, like, Kurt doesn't tell him. And I'm like... Well, they're not I'm, They're not married yet. Yeah, they're they not have, married yet. They, yeah. Where Furt uh, doesn't happen for another, like, five episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then Tina is very like, oh my gosh, what, you don't believe in God? And then, I just know in the Glee Boot, I talk about this all the time on my private, in the Glee Boot, uh, we would have Quinn sing Avril Lavigne's Head Above Water, which is my favorite <laughs> song about religion. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, wait, what are, those, what are those songs that episode? I know Losing My Religion is one of them. And I'm like, yeah, and really, it's guys? Not, it's, it's so on the nose, but like, that's actually not what Losing My Religion is about. Um, they uh, have one of us. Um, they have... Uh, oh, okay, so according to the Wikipedia list of songs in Glee season two, uh, Only the Good Die Young, I Look to You, Papa Can You Hear Me, I Want to Hold Your Hand, Losing My Religion, and then Bridge Over Bridge Over Troubled Water, and then One of Us by Joan Osborne, which I don't remember that song at all. Uh, I'm like standing in all white and Mike Chang is giving off youth pastor vibes and uh, they're like singing and Kurt is like you tried to get or not Kurt Will is like you tried to get them to not sing about God but they wanted to and I'm like Sue does have a point in that this is a public school 
And like maybe a religion week isn't the best idea for your glee club, Will. No. Like, no. Um, I mean, I want to hold your hand. That that was a really nice number. Yeah, I do like that number. I do like I do like that one, but and you know, Mercedes. Like yeah. she can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. <laughs> her 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 Santana and Brittany in my book can't do wrong. They are the oh. so if if mm. Quinn, Brittany, Brittany and Santana are the unholy trinity, Santana, Mercedes, and Brittany are the holy trinity in my book. And I'm saying it now. I appreciate Naira Vera's talent and her acting and her singing. I think Santana is like a monster and you would not want to know that girl or be friends with that girl. Oh no, I, I want to be friends with her all the time. No, like she's, no, like she gets bad and like... I know she gets bad, but that's why I love her. I would I would yeah. be there feeding her candy. <laughs> yeah, I'm just like, no, no, thank you. Like, I mean, this season, so t- I this happens at the very beginning of the season and this is where Rachel to me falls from not that she ever had that much grace as a protagonist but like is no longer a character you can root for or identify with is when she sends sunshine corazon to the non-active crack house oh my god and that happens in the first like 10 minutes of the of the first episode she aggressively sings telephone at her she thinks she can't speak english and is super racist towards her she sends her to the non-active crack house and then when everyone's like mad at her about it she sings chorus line I won't regret what I did for love. And I'm like, what I did for love. Like why you don't love and sunshine who uh, the actor has uh, is is now trans Jake Cyrus. Cyrus. Am I saying their last name? Right. I don't know. I don't know either. I did know that they are trans. Yes. Um, I, I, I literally found that out today. But because I was just like, oh, what is Sunshine up to these days? Yeah. And, you know, it looks like they're still singing. The the mm-hmm. actor is still performing and singing. Um, I kind of wish that also well, Sunshine is a prime example of a character in Glee that is also another theme that'll happen in the later seasons where they're like, this character should be important, but isn't. Isn't. At the end, Rachel, like, tries to make things right and is, like, tells her to smile from the middle of a giant New York auditorium. And I'm like, you could not see her. In my, like, little high school play, I couldn't see the audience, let alone in the New York <laughs> theater. Well, yeah, uh, but, like, my, I, I did, like, though, they brought back Sunshine in, what episode was it? Night a Night neglect. of Neglect. The word, That's a pretty bad episode, though. I don't remember it. It's so boring. I it's such a filler episode. But Tina gets booed, and Tina is my favorite. So oh, I'm like, trust me, I'm a huge Jenna Ushkowitz fan. I love yeah. Tina. I always felt bad for Tina because she was the one of the originals, and still has like the least amount of lines out of all of them. We and count solo her lines songs. on Glee Boot. Every Did episode, you? we have Tina time, and we count how many lines Tina had. Okay, so uh, that's a good segment, segue kind of, I guess, into let's do like a Tina time on here. Okay. Because she has, so she's dating Mike this season, which. Mm-hmm. Um, Love that upgrade for her because Artie 
trash. Not an Artie fan. Super sexist. But Ar- Artie also had a great point in season one where when she came out saying that she that her stutter was fake, he was like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Artie had a good point. But Artie calls her like woman all the time and is like, you need to True. dress sexier. And like, he's True. super weird to Britney this season when they date. Oh, I... That's yeah. wild. So, like, to me, I'm like, yeah, Mike Chang is one of the least problematic characters in this show. And if you think about it, spoiler alert, everyone, Tina and Mike have the longest relationship out of any of the couples in the show. Yeah, they, like, they date consistently without breaking up in between. They do, uh, they do break up at some point, but then they get back they do. together. Oh, fuck. I, I think know. once they break up, they're done true but like they they go from now until well into uh they they end at the end of season three or like the beginning of season four they're no longer dating yeah so that's what two years of high school basically and two seasons like that's the longest yeah (laughs) it's uh she sings uh my funny valentine to him and breaks down sobbing is that my favorite moments yeah uh that's one of our guests was like oh tina you messy bitch and that is one of my favorite tina moments i don't like it because because i have a reason Mm -hmm. um i always root for tina to have a solo song and then when we get to season four uh everyone i have a whole soapbox moment where i'm gonna talk about the song and we all know this don't say the song we're not in season okay. four yet. But like cry- every time before then, like, you know, she cries or she booed. it's booed. It's it's always a joke. And I'm like, why? She has, I mean, or or she can't get the notes properly and she has to be like, give it to Rachel. Like, <laughs> poor Jenna. I know because <laughs> Jenna is so talented. Um, she is a Tony Award winner. Uh, so no big deal. Michelle. Yeah. Um, that's what's going on with Tina this season. There's also. And uh, her and, but like her, uh, I know, I know I kind of want to like reserve the second episode to talk about the songs, but her and mm-hmm. Mike, their duet of sing was so brilliantly done because Mike Chang is not known as a singer and that's very well documented as such he's the dancer of the group but the way when when they perform like duets was an amazing episode first oh duets is the best episode of the season oh wait i i um i'm going to argue with you funeral no i don't remember has some great moments it has sue sisters funeral and they sing pure imagination but most of the episode is this long audition sequence where they're all auditioning and then jesse jonathan groff the erotic the beloved is just telling them that they suck and then gives a part to rachel oh yeah i have okay so i haven't really mentioned it this episode which i've been i always have been mentioning i'm doing this all at the top of my head like usually for an episode i would watch the subject at hand but like glee (laughs) It's a lot. It's 22 episode seasons. It is. And uh, and I've seen this enough that I know a lot of like the 
major details, not yeah. the minor ones. So like looking at the song list for Funeral, that's why I like the episode because the songs like as a whole are very strong as for the entire for the entire episode like uh duets though all the songs are great um i'm okay not listening to lucky even though it's kind of important for their story but like yeah lucky's a pass lucky's and... a pa- i feel bad for kurt when he when he sings the jazz hot because it's a little like ooh. but like wait until next episode i i have a i i need to go on my soapbox again and talk for seven hours about river deep mountain high <laughs> So yeah, duets, I think, is like, it's a really nicely encapsulated episode. It teaches you a lot about the characters. It's simple. It's another, Uh, and it's also another competition within the club. Yeah, and it's like one of the few times they have an assignment that feels like an actual assignment the Glee Club would have. Uh, Colin. Yeah. This is another theme I've been doing with Glee. Yeah. Is New Directions a class? Or a club after school. I don't club. know. I do not know. <laughs> we talk about this all the time because we're like, they're there during the day, and then sometimes they go to other classes before and after, and then and there's there students when... walking in the hallway and while yeah. and by the open doors, and you're like, why for? Yeah, it's so can they never make that clear. Um, well, this is actually a good time since because. Yeah. <laughs> I have interviewed my one of my former music teachers in high school to talk about her thoughts and feelings about Glee, Uh, because you know, you know, I was uh, I was a music kid in in high school. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, uh, but I was a theater kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we have we have a little like appreciation for you know our memory of when we were in high school and how things like this would never happen, especially like a, a, a lesson a week. <laughs> well, like Will is such a bad teacher. Cause my sister's a high school teacher. Like he just lets those kids say and do whatever they want. They like fight, they kick things. Santana verbally assaults people. Like Finn has a problem with like kicking stuff. Like, and he just lets them do all this. And, you're, and like the only time he gets mad is when Kurt wants to do Britney Week and defies him. So he sends Kurt to the principal's office. They literally also like song fuck each other. Yeah. Like, like they're like, this is, this is my song for the person I'm seeing this week. And they sing and the person sing fucks to them. And he's like, cool, great, awesome. But yeah, when Kurt is like, I want to do Britney and he's like... And Schuster, oh, fucking a Schuster, but I want it. Let's hear. Let's hear what <laughs> a real music a real teacher. music teacher has to say. Life is but a but a but a life but a but life is but a 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 Thanks for having me again. So, uh, when should he have been fired this season? <laughs> oh, so early on, like pretty much right away, which is terrible. But he gets obsessed with his relationship with Emma Pillsbury, and he forgets that his students exist. Uh huh. Yeah. And as soon as soon as that happens, that's when it should have happened. I mean, we shouldn't even gotten to the point of Rocky Horror, which it, where it turns to that's a whole other. But he, he just, 
that's a dark episode (laughs) because you're you're sitting there and you're like this is awkward like talent level great yeah amber riley awesome uh but rocky horror yeah yeah there's and it's that's one of those episodes where you're like okay i'm I'm with sue sylvester on this one (laughs) right the whole episode she's like what is wrong with you and i'm going i know right (laughs) what's wrong with you so you've direct you've also directed uh musicals in high school in a uh educational setting i should say yes i mean rocky horror is that that's one of the ones that you're like no no we can't do this no i mean they used to do it at a theater by us a community theater for years you know pre-pandemic and um you used to have to when you bought a ticket say if anybody was coming between the ages of 18 and 21 let alone you couldn't be under 18 to get into the theater they would just sell you a ticket so if that's the case how could you possibly do it in a school setting, let alone a public school setting? I right. can't, there's just no way. You know, and I, I think about my days of directing and there were shows that I would bring to the principal and our director and of music and they would they would veto those and they weren't even risque or inappropriate, but the community might not like it. So we can't do these, you know. And so if that was happening with simpler shows, there's no way something like Rocky Horror would make it onto the stage. Is there actually like a list of shows, like not like an actual written list, but is there a list of shows that like you can't do in a high school setting? There isn't an official list, but there's just certain shows that, you know, if, if it came up, other people would be like, ooh, I don't know if you should do that show. Well, you know what you, I mean? I, I know that there is the quote teen version of Spring Awakening. Yeah, but that's really risky. I mean, even something like Rent, which is, oh, true, yes, that's also been pitched to, and uh, maybe not me personally, but other people I know have pitched that to their higher ups, and they've been shot down. So you know, there's just certain things that are maybe we don't consider controversial, but certain mm-hmm. people in the community might consider controversial and then that's why they won't put that kind of a thing up so going back to uh mr schuster do you think he was a good teacher this season <laughs> no great <laughs> for everything I, I we mean, talked about already yeah i just he's so focused on his personal life and when you're a teacher your personal life gets left at the door unless right it's a situation where a student is going through something you went through and it's something that you could drag that experience in and say, Hey, I've been there. I get it. You know, I can help you through this. That's the exception. But otherwise, I mean, and he gets the old, what's her name? Holly holiday, Gwyneth Paltrow, you know, he gets Mm -hmm. her to come back and she wasn't the most savory of teachers. And now we got her doing this whole episode on On being a a substitute and everything yeah yeah it just was it's just very very poor decisions on his part through the entire season i think all the way to now that's the one they go to new york right season two uh for the first time yes yeah they go to new york and and he's he's going off on his own he's not even supervising his own students and i mean well this is also the season with the original songs if i remember correctly or is that season three no No, that's this one that's this yes, one. That's so this one. the fact that <laughs> they're writing the songs like days the before the before. composition. 
like, what do you, and, and, I, and I remember thinking like they had, they did original songs at regionals too. So they already had some original songs in their back pocket, ready to go. That were very nice songs that, you know, they won regionals with. So now why are you not perfecting those? Right. Cause you have to be new. And I mean, I get it as like a show on a show standard, you sure. know, they, they want to entertain the audience, the viewers, but in a realistic setting, you would do like a set list, right? Like if you were doing a competition, maybe you have like alternates in case something happens, but like you have what, like five or six songs that you're just like, these are what we're working on. This is it. We're going to perfect these. Exactly. And if you, you know, so with show choir competitions, it's not like a standard choir competition where, okay, I do three songs. For show choir, it's you have 15 minutes or 20 minutes and what, however many songs you can fill in that time period. Oh, really? That's what you do. And so you might have a situation where you've been preparing five songs, let's say, for regionals. We'll use regionals as an example. Mm-hmm. You go to regionals, the songs are perfect, and now you have three more months before sectionals. You might add in another song to enhance it. And you'd probably have like a theme, like, okay, our five songs, our theme was Broadway. So let's pick a sixth Broadway tune and we're going to throw that in the mix. And now we're going to have six Broadway songs and a whole performance that, and if it fits in your 15 minute time frame, then not only have you perfected those five songs you've been working on for the last six months, now you've added one more that three months is enough to add a song. Now you've really got a full product ready to go for your next competition. You're not two days before going, let's write a song. (laughs) Because like see the, what happens. the um the rules that were stated since season one is like they have to have three songs and yes. not all members need to be on stage while performing. Right. But like you're saying in the real world, like that second rule is probably a realistic rule you're saying. Like Yeah, I mean we always had all of us on stage at all times. Any competition mm-hmm. I did as a teacher, I had all members on stage at all times. For the simple aspect of you don't want to leave people out. And it, right. You're, you're hurting feelings of a student when you're saying, ah, I think you're going to sit this one out. You, even, you can't put the competition above the student ever, ever, ever. Even if you are saying we have to win nationals, it, it doesn't matter how badly you need to win something. You cannot sacrifice the mental and emotional well-being of a student in order to win. It's never that worth it. So usually you will have everybody on stage, unless there's like some crazy dance thing, but that's not a typical situation, you know. I want to pause right there for a second. I'm, I, I don't mean to cut it off myself. The other rule that they mention that they don't, that they now are like really starting to sweat this season is the 12th person rule. Yes. Where we get Lauren Sices. <laughs> she gets more of a character. Yes. <laughs> but, okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean to interrupt myself, but I just, I, I needed to mention that because, you know. <laughs> True. That is, like, it, it, it's, a, it's a problem in season one where they're building, or they're trying to build the Glee Club to have at least 12 members. But that's also another rule that throughout the series that they're like, we have to have 12. Oh, no, we only have four. 
because everyone we'll just quits bring at some point. Joe and Sugar back for a couple episodes <laughs> before we forget about them. Let's use the band that's always here as members just sway in the background. Hey, hey, hold on. Okay, back back to my teacher. Would you do solo song like soloist songs or no? It's all like solo lines here and there. Yeah, so I would do solo lines. So, you know, for example, my women's choir performed in the city for a, a professional acapella event. And we did Hello by Adele. And we had choreography and we did the whole works. Um, but the solo switched all throughout the song because as an educator, you believe everybody deserves an equal chance. Now, if you're talking about the Glee cast, everybody's talented. Right. So there should not be one person with the solo everybody should have that solo at some point to highlight the fact that look at all the talent I have on the stage right now. Cough, no. Leah, Michelle, cough, cough, cough. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> exactly. So how did, um, oh, how did you feel about the choreography this season with the competitions? I, I thought, again, it was very true to um, how it would be. There are some of, not New Directions, but some of the other groups that were like doing flips and crazy mm-hmm. things that are and it, you know it, it, it's interesting that those things happen and they they win nationals because you see some of those groups in that episode and you're like you know if I was sitting in the audience as a judge and I saw them doing backflips and they sounded that good which wouldn't happen but let's say it did new directions wouldn't have won <laughs> there's no way well so uh, um uh with loser like me performance they they use all these big props and everything. Is that also a thing that people do? No. You might see like costume changes and, and not, you know, not crazy costume changes. Like, oh, I'm going and we're going into the 50 segment. And the girls strap on Velcro poodle skirts and come out and do poodle skirts number and then run backstage, take them off and come back on, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they, there won't be a whole slushy cart. <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Which I get, it's again... For us, the audience, not for right. The it's show. because of the show, exactly. Yeah. Uh, were there any like themes or lessons this season that you that uh, you would use in a classroom, or that were that you thought were great? I I like the fact that um, the family aspect really gets pushed this season. Um, uh, was, you mean it, the Glee Glee as a family? Yes, but I, it was interesting how they brought in the football team in that one episode. And told them they had to do the halftime show. That oh, that yeah. could that could have gone really south. Like at that whole, the first time I saw that episode, it made me nervous because typically those jock kids who aren't into music and bully the music kids, you can't get them in the same room and have them do something like that. So it was kind of neat that that was possible. I I like that concept. I don't know if that would be realistic to pull off. Um, that so that was interesting. Um, and, and I like that they sang for spoiler Sue's sister's funeral. Uh, that killed me, that but like killed me too. <laughs> but like, that was a moment where I remember when we were, when I was in high school, we would perform at a nursing home. So it was like nice to do yeah. community outreach in a way like that, but it, it was it was a great representation of community outreach, I should say. Um, but I feel like, you know, they could have done more too. I mean, yeah. Spoiler alert! This is like really the only, 
that's one of the few moments or the only moment that they do something like that <laughs> yeah and and I, I what I appreciate about that episode is there's a, a few times as a teacher at the high school where I had a student that lost a parent not a grandparent mm. parent and the the choir would rally around that student and on both occasions we showed up at the memorial service and sang Aww. Like we did, um, the one student in the men's choir lost his mom, his dad, his dad, his dad. And um, when we showed up for the memorial service for his dad, um, the men's choir got up and sang Fix You. Oh, it was gut-wrenching. Oh God, I'm <laughs> going to cry. <laughs> and and that, you know, the, the student whose father had passed was a tenor and he's like, I'm not going to sing. I'm like, well, you know, I will be fine without you singing. But then he was a tenor, one of the high tenors, and the, the high tenors started to fall apart. So I had to get up and sing the tenor part. And, and at, by the end of the song, I'm holding students up. So that episode were related to me on multiple levels because it was like, yeah, it's an emotional episode. And how do you not cry? But now on top of that, I can personally relate to it. And attest to you know that's that's something that choir kids would do and it's it's difficult you know but it's that whole family i love Dynamic, that yeah i love that part of it you know and he says it all the time to them we're family we're family we're family i i said that too you know we're family you guys are family right and you know we're family because <laughs> it's been years since i was yes. in high school years is a good way to put that <laughs> leave it at that let's leave it with that well christy thank you so much for coming back to talk about glee we'll see you for season three Yay! i didn't i didn't mean to rhyme there but i did it's okay <laughs> well it's interesting <laughs> I, I i gotta say i like that we ended with pure imagination because I know we. I know I'm gonna talk. We're gonna talk more in depth about songs, but that one is the performance that makes me cry every time I watch the show. That's. I remember our guest said that on that episode. Yeah. All they. It and it's like, I'm. I'm picturing it now where they decorated, um, the where the wake is. Mm -hmm. The look fantastical. And it's the breath, I believe. I believe it's Tina, right? Or no? Who ha who says the little uh, the lines before the song? Take a breath, count of three, whatever. I think it's Tina. Whoever whoever it is, like the between the last line, the breath, and the first line of the song, I'm done. I'm I'm cr ugly crying. Snot everything every time and I know it like I've seen this show I think I've watched the show maybe a dozen times like from start to finish I know it's coming and yet every goddamn it's like it's season one with two sir with love I cry every time you cry <laughs> I do I have emotions shut up <laughs> Will does not deserve your emotions sir oh it's more like the speech that they give as well, where they're like, before I started Glee Club, and now this. Now I'm this. Yeah, I I like that idea in theory as a writer. 
I just think the execution with like the season that I actually had, I didn't quite buy it. Um, this season or season one? That's in season one. Like, mm. Will is not a great mentor. Like, they always talk about it, but like, do as you, you, so when do you think Will should have been fired? Uh, you heard my team. Uh, when he planted say. weed in Finn's locker in the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> like, yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. I, your teacher was talking about this and yes, like he puts himself first. Like how she was like, you always put the student's mental well-being before the competition. Will never does that. He always puts the competition first. Um, yeah. And then like I wrote, cause I wrote down the things I want to talk about like in the season. We've talked about some of them, but like. Uh, we'll get to like, Karofsky. We'll get to Karofsky. I have like, him the, too. The whole Emma, Carl, Will, like, love triangle with John Stamos, like... It's bad. It's bad. So, like, it makes fun of Emma for being a virgin. It, like... And then... Still, because we we had that moment in season one when they did Like a Virgin. Yeah. In the Madonna episode. So, I mean, she doesn't give it to Carl. Will sleeps with... um, Holly Holiday, I believe he hooks up with April Rhodes when she comes back. I, they're, yeah, I think. He definitely hooks up with Holly Holiday because they're dating. They're dating, yeah. With He's dating Goop, yeah. Um. <laughs> and But he ends with Emma or, or something? Or they, 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 they fool around? Something. Yeah, I think. He flirts with her all the time. Yeah, he's well, sleeping with these other women. And the the Rocky Heart Glee Show episode until season four shooting star was the worst episode of Glee. Oh no! <laughs> so oh, bad. No. We unanimously agreed on this on our podcast. Will is. Oh no! You were right, and even like my my uh, Christy said, you don't do Rocky Horror in yeah. a high school setting. He is like practicing with Emma and then like, he's like, no, I'm going to play the creature. So then Sam has all these body image issues, which don't really get addressed until season four. And so he's like thinking he's fat. And then Finn has all these body image issues, which they just make fun of all the time. And then uh, he's like, I'm going to be the creature. So he's going to be performing touch, touch, touch me with Rachel, his underage student who had a crush on him before. Right. That is like yeah. a sex crime. I don't know. I'm just like he and then not... they and then they do the performance for him. For they him. They do yeah. a performance just for him. And it's like, why? Now <laughs> don't don't cancel me for saying this. <laughs> if you just listen to the album, the Rocky Horror Glee show album with no visual context, it's a pretty well done with the songs yeah like the the music isn't bad like i love damn it janet i remember like uh john samos singing hot patootie it, i replayed it and i was just like oh a little too high for you but i i'm welcoming everything <laughs> yeah, i love like, it the music was fine it's just like everything about the episode story-wise is just like oh, so don't bad st- don't get me started but yeah. we will get, we, we will get started because it's it, it's i uh, you know, I, I I think for me personally, it is the worst ab- above all, all of them because there's so many things that I'm just like, you all got it so wrong. Yeah, <laughs> like... And it's picking Rocky Horror to be... It's so wild 
Like, it could have been anything. I get why they picked, they said Rocky Horror because it's the one that's most opposite of what Emma's character is. Yeah. But, like, why? And even, and everyone questions him doing it throughout the whole episode. He's like, it's fine. It's fine. No, he just, he's, he's insane. He's deranged. He should not be allowed near children. Right. Um, (laughs) Yes. Yes. Or people. I don't know. Um, He's not a real Spanish teacher either. No, which you discover in season three, he cannot speak Spanish. Um, oh fuck! I always I, doing this without rewatching it. I get things mixed up. Season five is going to be wild because, like, it's supposed to be the same year as season four, and so oh, yeah. I'm going to be confusing everything. But season the other thing. Um, okay, I, do we want to talk about Karofsky now? Do, or do, yeah, we have some. Time. Okay, let me we look at. Okay, so the notes I had, so kind of in order. So we had the pilot, we meet Sam, there's Brittany Week, we talked about Grilled Jesus. We have Gwyneth uh-huh. Paltrow come in and sing Conjunction Junction. Love her. I actually uh, do like Holly Holiday as a character. She's a, she's definitely an interesting character. Um, she's fun. Um, I do think there's some inconsistency. So the first time we see her, her whole thing is that she doesn't know how to be real. Like she doesn't know how to like get shit done she's just like let's have fun let's goof around yeah nor nor is she like uh, a fan of commitment she's afraid of it a little bit we get that yeah and she says like i'm a sub and disappears into the sunset like a cowboy basically um which is fine whatever yeah (laughs) that's that's not how substitute teachers work but that's fine (laughs) yeah um no one in this who wrote this show has ever seen high school um (laughs) But uh, <laughs> they all just adulted. <laughs> adulted. But then, like, she comes back in the sexy episode, and then she's like the sex ed teacher, and then she's like a guru, like she helps Brittany and Santana, and then Carl goes to her for marriage counseling, and then she makes all these jokes, and it's like, Emma, are you still in love with Will? And like blows up Emma's marriage. Well, and she's dating Will at that time. Yeah, Holly. Yeah. So, and then I just remember her sex education lesson, like every sexual encounter you have will all begin with, and my brain filled in, oh, consent. And then she was like, a touch. And I'm like, a slightly less useful lesson. Consent is the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Every, every, every sexual encounter you have will begin with consent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So she just, yeah, the second time she comes around, I'm like, what? And then, I mean, she sings Turning Tables during Night of Neglect. And Which is amazing. Don't yeah. get me wrong. I'm fascinated by Gwen Faltrow. I, I am so I I love. Uh, she, she, I'm so glad that she was introduced because, yeah. and you can tell. Gwyneth Paltrow is having the, the best time playing this character, which yes. is why I think I really enjoyed it because. Gwyneth Paltrow, if you look at her career, she does a lot of like serious roles, or she's always yeah. like the hot girl. Yeah, that's funny, you know, in in some movies. Mm-hmm. But like this time, she's just being a goof, and you know, she's not sexualized. She kind of is, but it yeah. isn't at the same time. Yeah, because um... she because like when they butter the floor or whatever, and she yeah. just glides over it, like what the fuck is happening <laughs> and then rachel slips and is like at least it didn't fall and break my talent <laughs> this but okay but um so then yeah they do the rocky Horror glee show and then we have the wedding we have furt that's when he's getting bullied by karofsky 
And then, well, uh, so Karofsky was a character that I don't, th- I don't think I remember bringing him up, but he's been around since day yeah. one, season one. Um, so he's bullied these all of them, but this season, which is which is why, you know, now thinking about it, I think why it's such a strong season is because it, it takes on the uh, the gay character Kurt. It takes like he's the star of the season. It's and Kurt's season, yeah. In a in such a good way, I mean, because yeah. like we get we see we get representation. Is that what I want to say? Well, like it, we we get a viewpoint of yeah what it's like to be um a, a, a part of the alphabet mafia in mm. a high school setting and be bullied and this that and the other thing and it turns out that spoiler well if you're listening to this you've yeah. seen but spoiler anyway the bully is also a gay guy and he's yeah. and he's working through a repressed thing which isn't always the case but kind of is because if you I, think i have mixed feelings about the trope because it comes up a lot and well, so let's yeah. let's take out okay, so let's take out the the um the gayness of yeah. the trope. A bully really is bullying if you really think about it, when you see a bully on TV and film, it's always them do bullying somebody else because that other person is what they are, you know, yeah. whether it's artistic or um expressing their sexuality or whatever. The bully has a repressed feeling like um, when, okay, so my love. Like they have hurt and they they, have hurt hurt, and they're expressing that hurt onto other people. Yes. Like my love Santana. I love her. She has a lot of issues and we don't really get to them until season three Mm -hmm. where they're not addressed. But when she bully, like when she bullies Rachel, I think it's because, um, well, it's it's Leah Michelle, but uh, it's it's also because Rachel's getting all this attention, yeah. That I think Santana wants mm-hmm. and de- and rightfully deserves. So when Kar- when Karofsky comes on, I also the first time I watched it was not expecting he- him to be a little a little gay boy. Yeah, that's a that was a twist. Yeah, when he kisses him in that locker room. And that's uh, the episode Never Been Kissed, Kissed. I believe. Yes. And then he, then Kurt goes to visit Dalton and he meets Blaine. Right. And that's when he leaves. Yeah. He, so Karofsky is like, if you ever tell anyone, I'll kill you. I'll kill you. Which, uh, oh, fuck, what's the actor's name? I'm so, I'm so mad at The guy who plays Karofsky? Yeah. I don't. I'm, I don't know. No, hold on. I because like I want to give him credit uh, where credit is where credit is due. So Max Adler, who played Karofsky, mm-hmm. I mean, I was shitting my pants when he says that he plays scary, and you feel Kurt's fear, and you see Will's uselessness, and you realize how alone Kurt is at this school. Yeah, and even that moment that uh, Kurt and Sue have, because isn't Sue like principal at some point? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
when Kurt comes forward to say that he doesn't feel safe and that everyone bullies him there, like that moment that the, that the two Emmy winners have yeah. uh, <laughs> was amazing. Cause even she's like looking inward and being like, Oh, I've been making fun of you all this time. And I apologize. Mm-hmm. Um, and she wants to create a safe space, but obviously that doesn't happen. So because she suspends Karofsky, but then the school board lets him back. Right. But also Kurt leaves the school. And now, okay. So this season, a lot of people leave the Glee Club and come back. <laughs> yeah. Like, they transfer schools. But like, in the but show, like Kurt is the only one that transfers schools and is legit gone for like a couple episodes. Like half a season. Yeah. Yeah. So Kurt... Basically, what goes on in this storyline is like so Crosby being bullied or Crosby bullying Kurt, Bert and Carol are getting married, and then Bert says to Finn, like, where are you? Why aren't you doing anything? And I'm like, fair, but also Finn is a minor teenage boy. Why aren't you asking his teachers why aren't they doing anything? Um, because Will is just like, Oh, are you okay? Right. I need to worry about screwing Emma right now, but like, are you fine? Um well, while I'm dating, while I'm dating Goop. Yeah. Uh yeah oh look april Rhodes. (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like he is so not there for kurt and like kurt so this is before kurt and rachel are really friends well the end of the friends but they're not like besties yeah i think it's the end of the season when they sing for good that's when that's like the beginning of their friendship well because like when he moves schools rachel misses him and then they're like they become friends because they're not always at each other's throats anymore. Oh, right. Cause they have, they have that moment at the not Starbucks. Uh, Lime and Bean. Yeah. 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 And then she sings, they sing a duet together at the end of duets. So their <sighs> friendship is like slowly built up. Um, That's right. So the duets happens before all of this. And yeah. the fact that everyone is acting so surprised at this is a little like, are you, we all going to the same school? Yeah. But I appreciate Max Adler for what he did. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, like, I mean, not what he did, how he acted everything. Yeah. I'm sorry if there's any hate towards you because people cannot asso- disassociate, you know, him yeah. from the character. Because Max Adler did his job. Yeah. Her- Dave Karofsky is the villain. Yeah. <laughs> Which is really what the show needed because sue is all over the place as well so like like she could only be a villain so many times and twirling her fake mustache left and, and right. she's a goofy villain karoski was a scary villain it was a scary and realistic one yes like that was a real threat to kurt's life and so like this storyline is a highlight meeting blaine blaine ends up falling in love with well, Blaine and Kurt end up falling in love with each other, but and it's really sweet. Um, Actually, like, they have the longest relationship, I think. They date overall season three or two, three, most up and four, and then they're on and off five. again. They're on and off in five and six. Yeah, but I really like the Blaine stuff here this is before blaine's weaknesses as a i recently called him a love bot because he struggles from being just a love interest and nothing more sometimes um the, i i have to agree with you this is enough blaine this season that i actually yeah. like it 
Because yes, he gets the solo moments of mm-hmm. of warblers and everything, and Kurt does call him out on that. But like Darren Chris isn't annoying. <laughs> as I mean, as he will surprise. <laughs> I like Blaine a lot. I think his hair is so much better in this season. The longer the show goes on, the more comedic his hair gel gets. Mm. And they even call it out. Yeah, like it becomes like a helmet. And like here it's just like there's some gel in his hair, but it looks normal. God, um, now I need to rewatch the season. I'm really enjoying this conversation. <laughs> I'm glad. Um, so yeah, so we have that stuff. Um, the but like, but like, I do you agree? Like, Karofsky is the reason. The Karofsky Kurt storyline is the reason why this season is so strong because there was like real stakes, real stakes, and the show tried to be as realistic as possible yes they make fun of the fact that like they do these over-the-top performances Mm -hmm. as quote-unquote rehearsal yeah Uh, but like that was the realest storyline i feel like they've had they have in the entire series yeah i mean the stuff with kurt and then like kurt and his dad and his relationship and like finn and his mom like that whole thing is just like very real and very strong um, and like the Burt Carroll, like Kurt Finn relationship, I liked a lot because it's very realistic, like how it slowly builds up. And because um, we have the weddings episode, which I liked. Um, right. But it was also, remember, started under false pretenses. Yes. It also starts with Kurt. Kurt is very different in season one. Yeah, Kurt's a little little gay predator in season one. Yeah, he's schemy and like, and that's that's why he's that stereotypical gay character in media. Where you're like, are you? What are we supposed to like you? Why why do we like you? Yeah, but now um, in season two, they start using him as a sympathetic character in season two. Yeah, because you know in duets he has to he's forced to work alone because everyone is fucking each other and that's who they're partnered with also um he's starting he has a lot of like what queer people have which is you know we're in a straight straight world a heterosexual world Mm -hmm. where's my other where's my other half and you know they introduce blaine Mm -hmm. and sam initially was hired to be kurt's love interest but then they thought he had better chemistry with quinn are you serious Mm mm-hmm Wow. And Kurt was a little predatory towards him. Not not as bad as with Finn. With, not as bad as with Finn. that, it was more just like he was into him and he just didn't know how to be. Um so wait, Sam was supposed to be wow. Well Court Orvis Court Overstreet was supposed to be Kurt's mm-hmm. love interest. Yeah. But then they wrote Blaine. Mm-hmm. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Which to me makes sense because Sam, we talked about this on has major bi vibes. Oh, the whole show, everyone. The whole weird. show, but yeah, except and for have... except for Will Schuster. Will Schuster's a total straight boy because Will he'll... Schuster is the patriarchy, is the patriarchy, <laughs> and a total fuck boy as well. Yeah, I have seen Cordova Street in person. Um, I went to his concert, and like it was a small little concert at the Hotel Cafe. And when I was walking out the bathroom, he walked right in front of me. Um, yes. I hate you a little bit. Uh, but he gives up. Well, I I I don't want to call him bi. I don't want to call Sam straight. I think Sam is more like into those who are into him. That's a good way to put it. Yeah, if you're into him, he's like 
cool. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Like, like when Kurt kind of hit on him, he was like a little here for it. If you yeah. really like read between the lines, he's not like Finn. <laughs> yes. And we have, as we watched the show, we established that Sam is, we say better than Finn. That's a very reductive, but like, because Sam is like, he's much more comfortable in his sexuality. He's w- willing to do different things, try things out, date different people. Like he does be friends Bieber. with gay people. Yeah, he does Bieber. Like Sam is just more comfortable being himself. And Finn has a lot of this toxic masculinity of, oh, I have to ask, act a certain way. And that makes Finn an interesting character, especially for the time when this show was set and written. So it's not like a, I love Finn. It's not like a dig against him. But Sam is definitely much more like confident and less toxic person. That is so true. And I'm so glad, like, I do like Sam because then they make him really stupid and it's really funny. Yes. Like when they- He's like a conspiracy theorist eventually. But like they, I uh, I know they like to, like as season one progressed and even like as the series progressed, they like to add little like bits of the actors as the characters. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what they did with Cord, but- I'm so happy. And, you know, I want to see more of him. <laughs> I want to see more of Cord Overstreet. He's in, I've been, I only saw the pilot. I'm meaning to watch the rest. He's in Acapulco. It's like an Apple Plus show. Oh. Uh, and he's I... kind of like the white guy in this like Mexican resort. He's not the main character, but like, it's like a bilingual show. It's like, has some interesting dynamics. He's in a, that like LGBT movie. He, movie. Yeah. Yeah. The fourth man or something like that. Yeah. Where he plays kind of a similar character to Sam, where it's, you know, uh, he, he's confident in his masculinity. Mm-hmm. Like in that movie, he's actually rooting for his gay friend to date somebody else and mm-hmm. is a little gay as well. So <laughs> very similar vibes to Sam. It's like There's- if Sam grew up. Yeah. Um, he's also Court Overstreet is starring in a Christmas movie with Lindsay Lohan. Stop. What? <laughs> what is yeah. what is this news? It's a I think it's a Netflix movie. Please tell yeah. me it's a musical because I fucking want to cover it. <laughs> I hope it's a musical. I don't know. Maybe Oh my sing, god. If it's... maybe she'll sing rumors. <laughs> no. What is the other one? Confession. No, that was a movie. Yeah, maybe she'll sing rumors and he'll sing one of the songs he sang on Glee. <laughs> um, yeah, because the Justin Bieber stuff was definitely fun with Sam. And like, I did like him and Quinn, even though Quinn cheats on him with Finn in the oh. Silly Love Songs episode, which I liked, the Quissing Booths episode. Oh, right. Because I know that like Finn and Quinn get together because in rumors that's when they break up or they, they break up in funeral. Um, ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, like they're they're having a tumultuous relationship in in rumors because they sing yeah. they sing I don't want to know, which is amazing. it's so good. Yeah, because Quinn. Oh my gosh, they did Quinn so dirty. Quinn um, season. Mm, I can't wait to talk about season three, Quinn, because that is the worst insanity. Um. That but was yeah, brother's Quinn, grim villain. Like Quinn this season is a little weird. If I think, if now that I'm thinking about it, so like season one, they give her all this character development. And you're like, I can't wait to see, see where Quinn goes. And they're like, What if we just like bring her back to square one? And we're like, No, what? And they're like, but, Yeah, that's what's happening. She's obsessed with being prom queen now. 
uh, and Kurt wins, which to me, did it feel like an old trope even in 2011 that Kurt won the prom queen? My prom did not have a king or queen. So it always seems like a weird tradition to me. It seems like almost something that was just made up for TV. I like know it's real, but like... So when I went, my senior prom, because my school had a junior and a senior mm-hmm. prom. I don't know if that every school does that, but my senior prom, I went to it. And this was before Glee. Um, okay, so wait, this was 20, this episode was in 2011. It was like mm-hmm. five years before Glee happened. And like one of my friends at the table when they when they were like and the prom queen is he said my name and i was just like ha 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 so like that Mm -hmm. it's been a joke quote unquote for a while because i think even in queer as folk doesn't what's his name when prom king or queen i've never seen that show so i don't know (gasps) i'm sorry that's fine and but like it it's such an old trope and Kurt, my, my my sweet little baby Kurt, like just came back to McKinley and is in a bathroom stall crying over it. I don't think that would be his actual reaction to it because he's been through all this shit that I feel like he would have just in the moment held his head up high, accepted it, and then went to cry in the bathroom. That's exactly what we talked about in our episode. He should have I, come up there. I'm said, so bad. I haven't listened to your podcast no, it's, yet. Well, we have so many episodes at this point because we're on so many seasons of Glee. So like, yes. but like, so like he, uh, he says like, eat your heart out, Kate Middleton. And if he had just went up there, grabbed the crown and said it, and then went back and be like, Blaine, oh my gosh, what the fuck? Like, or, that had, be... or had the, the crying session with his girls, with the girls yeah. of Glee. Like, that would have been so good. Though, we don't have time to talk about it in this episode. I have thoughts about how they, like, treat Kurt as if he's basically a girl because he's gay. But Blaine is, like... We'll talk about that. You know what? This is a good moment to to hold, pause the conversation because there's so much shit in the show i have to do each season in two episodes yeah so um why don't we get to like a quick plugage moment okay cullen so we're gonna put a pause we're gonna come back and talk Mm -hmm. and and continue this conversation about kurt because trust me we're we're a little over an hour right now and (laughs) We can talk for days over this. We could, we could. But Colin, what do you have to plug or promote? So you can follow Glee Boot at Glee Boot Pod on Tumblr. Yeah, Glee Boot Pod at Tumblr.com for Tumblr. And then Glee Boot Pod on Twitter and Instagram. And we sort of have a TikTok. Um, and then... You can follow me at Colin Ever After on Instagram. I have a new Instagram tag. My YouTube character has been retired. Um, yes. Uh, Wait. I I honestly did zero research on you. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm very bad. I I just I saw the Glee boot on Instagram and I was like, yes, and ask them if they want to come on and you know, spoiler alert, got you. Uh, <laughs> You had a YouTube channel as a yeah. character? 
I played this character that was from a play I wrote called Ryan and he was called your boy Ryan and he would give like life advice and he like started as a high schooler and then he went to college but like I just like I think at the end of the day I'm just not a YouTuber I'm a podcaster like I'm really good like I make a pot I do we do weekly episodes of Glee Boot I can generate that content but I'm just so bad at regularly filming videos and doing that yeah interesting so people can still find that on the youtubes though yeah i did not it's still there uh your boy ryan y-a-b-o-i ryan on youtube i recently <laughs> did a video on the feud between adele and peppa pig um what, <laughs> what is this what are you saying right now <laughs> i oh boy i'm gonna go what i'm gonna watch i gotta watch you should put your that's what you should put on your tiktok be like your boy ryan videos <laughs> um yeah so yeah check us out we're talking about season five we've talked about seasons one through four and the glee project and uh christmas both seasons mo- of the both glee seasons and we have a christmas special about a christmas movie with heather morris and damien mcginty what <laughs> yes that exists in the world <laughs> You can watch it on Amazon with ads. Uh, it's <laughs> while recording this, this is before this happens, but I am uh, also a hair flip on your <laughs> podcast. Um, we delve into my quarterback. Oh, I have, oh, oh, I'm not ready to, re- <laughs> as of now, we haven't recorded it, so I'm not ready to talk about it, but we did it, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but if you want to tell me your thoughts and feelings on season two of Glee, uh, you can email me at buttersongpod at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at buttersongpod. Not really on Twitter. Don't, you know, you can follow me, but I don't post anything on there. I should. I should, right? That's that's what we do. We, we... <laughs> I'm bad at posting on Twitter. I make Instagram memes for every episode, but I don't post them to Twitter. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, Instagram is my, my Instagram is popping. Yeah. Everything else, not so much. Uh, I still have it though. Uh, but we're going to continue talking about Glee season two next episode. Hopefully, you know, we the plan is to talk about songs because I've been putting it on hold. <laughs> So Mm -hmm. we will get to the songs, everyone. Don't worry. But until then, have a wonderful musical day, everyone. Bye for now. Bye. Special thanks to Justin Johnson for creating the podcast's artwork and to Nick Bombasino for composing the theme song and the jingles in this podcast. And thank you to CastBox for hosting this podcast. Bye again, everyone, and have a musical day.